It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening, happy Tuesday. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and relationships. And I'm here, as always, with our French romantic, Simon Marcel. Hi, Simon. Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor. Comment ça va? How I are am, you tonight? I am very well. I'm in a little bit of a state of shock because today is yeah. my daughter's 13th birthday. Oh, happy birthday to Hannah. Thank you. Happy I birthday am, to her. I know. I'm officially the mother of a teenager, which... <laughs> Good luck. It, it sounds crazy <laughs> to even say out loud. I know. Good luck. Good Thank luck, you. Angie. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Enough about that. I don't want to talk about the teenagers. Let's talk about your life, your love, your drama, whatever's going on. Simon and I are here for you. If you need some advice, please give us a call, 855-905-8255. There's something I saw today, Simon, a scientific experiment, a study, where okay. it said that if you wear socks in bed... Uh-huh. It can actually boost your ooh-la-la life and help you sleep better as well. But it, it there's something to be said about uh-huh. wearing socks because, I, I mean, I don't want to see a dude come to bed with socks on, but apparently it helps, and it, it helps the women in a certain type of way. So we got to know why. So is there any explanations of, of why it helps? Oh, there's plenty. And I also want to know from you and our listeners if there's something you wear to bed that somebody else thinks is weird You've been called out on it before, <laughs> and I'll tell you the reason that it's actually good to wear socks to bed uh, when we come back on The Rendezvous <laughs> with Simon and Angie. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. Speaking of relationships or even mm-hmm. actually romance, you yep. wouldn't think that if you see you know, your man come to bed wearing socks that it's super romantic, but there's a new study that says wearing socks in bed can actually boost your ooh-la-la bedroom life and also help you sleep better. But we want to talk about the ooh-la-la. It actually improved the life of couples in the bedroom. Um, Of the 13 couples involved in this whole study, if you wore socks, you were more likely to have that moment, as we'll call it. It's uh, thought that the result is due to women reacting negatively to feeling your partner's cold feet. Also, warmer feet cause your blood to, you know, cool down, dilates the vessels around the body, uh, (laughs) and the temperature patterns immediately are regulated, and it helps you, you know, have... It makes sense. It makes sense on a a chemical or biological um, scale, but I would feel like looking at that coming at me toward the bedroom would not be the biggest turn-on in the world. Well, I mean, listen to me, I'll disclose. I, I wear, in the winter only, the winter months, uh, my white socks to keep my feet warm. But I also wear a PJ and stuff like that. So it's like a whole thing. And I've heard a lot of flack about that, Angie, that why are you wearing those socks or why are you wearing the PJs or why other things. And I, I don't know why anybody cares because if my girlfriend wears a PJ or socks, I find it cute and I don't think about it for a second. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think sometimes when people come into bed, you're you're trying to, I don't know, be romantic and look sexy and, and wearing pajamas and socks is not really like the first thing you think about. Is there anything else you might wear to bed? Well, I don't know if I should say that, though. I think I you wear, should say that. You I think, think you I should? should say, well, you know, uh, it's, what I'm asking is, I want to know from our listeners, too, yeah. is there anything that you wear to bed that your partner was like, what is that? So and why? I know that's going to be probably the end of my romantic life. I'm going to disclose that on air. But I have 
in the winter, a little silk hat, but it's like more like a large sock. And this is, it's a tradition in Europe. My father had one, my grandfather had one. Well, if yeah, you lose I mean, your hair to cover the baldness, I like to put that little silk hat and then with my PJs and my T-shirt under my PJs and then energy, I'm good to go for the night. So let me set but, this whole seduction scenario. Uh, let me like paint this picture. <laughs> it's a romantic bedroom. In walks Simon with his white cotton socks, his pajamas, a T-shirt under the pajamas, and a nightcap. Yes, that's yes, me, really. Yes, daddy. And, yeah, but a very <laughs> elegant PJs. Yes. Always, always well elegant ironed. Elegant PJs. Uh-huh. Very elegant. Well ironed with a nice pocket. And, mm, and I have my robe it around it. I'm getting you know. excited. <laughs> I know you are. But, but, I mean, what's the big deal? And I've got a lot of flack about this hat of mine or the PJs. When you come to bed with that outfit on, uh, Rip Van Winkle, what do the women say to you when you come to bed for a long winter's nap? At the beginning, like, are you kidding me? And they laugh yes. and then tell me to remove the hat immediately. But I told them once the lights are off, nobody sees my hat or my peaches. So I just want to be warm and comfy. Right. And so this is not before ooh la la. This is like when you guys are just going to bed. Yeah, exactly. And Angie, honestly, who goes to bed every night to ooh la la? I don't. In I the don't afternoon. either. No, exactly. So then can we cut me a break? I need some slack. I mean, yeah. can I continue? <laughs> really, Angie, I feel like this. What? I you deserve, feel like it's bad? Yeah, that this little well, winter outfit of mine keeps me warm and cozy and, right. and happy. But here's the thing, Angie. I would never expect my girlfriend to come always lingerie at night. It does No, it's not, not lingerie. So well then she comes with a t shirt usually. Most women have have experience to spend the night with yes. have all had long t shirts. I never PJs, wear lingerie to naked. Bed. I don't right. think that's practical at all. No. So what's the outfit for a man? PJs. PJs, man. The, the I mean, more, are PJs the, really not sexy? I don't think so, but I mean, that's just me. Jam, James but, Bond wear PJs. James Bond wore PJs? He, he does, Andy. You know that? He probably he did it to hide all of his secret weapons. I mean, I don't know. Why else? Maybe, would, I, do the, maybe I do the same. <laughs> I wear PJs to hide my secret You're weapon. hiding a secret weapon under that hat. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the phones and see. Has you know anybody come to bed with something crazy where you're like, what are you wearing? Or, or do you have a nighttime sleeping ritual where somebody's like, what is this? It's not sexy. 855-905-8255. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. There's a study that says, hey, if you wear socks to bed, it actually can help with the ooh-la-la. And, you know, while it might not be the most attractive thing in the world, it it led us to the question, what do you wear to bed or what is someone more to bed where you're like, ooh, red light, I don't know, I'm not ready for that. Let's go to the calls. I want to pick up Lincoln Park, New Jersey, listening on Max 106.3. Here's Regina. Hi, Regina. Hi, you guys. How's it going? Bonjour, Regina. Okay, so I was listening to the show when I heard about people wearing strange things to bed, and I actually wear something strange to bed. Yeah, I, I still wear my retainers at night. Your retainer? I still wear a retainer at night, so every time, you know, the mood gets kind of hot and heavy, I'm like, oh, hang on, i got to take my retainers out. That was going to be my question. Like, do you take it out or do you leave it in? Can you make out with the retainer in? Uh, not usually. If I know, you know, if I know the night's going to be romantic, I usually just don't put them in, but... And I was like, I wonder what they're going to think, but I still wear my retainer. So <laughs> Nobody's ever said anything, though, no? No, not really, because I think I kind of know when things are happening. I'm just like, I won't put it on tonight. Ah. But, um, I'm actually yeah. calling because I need some advice. 
Cool. About well, my French boyfriend. Oh, Simon. <laughs> Here's the situation. It's, I mean, it's a relatively new relationship, and um, he's the manager at an upscale French restaurant where I am the hostess. And when I first started working there, I mean, we had, like, this instant attraction. Okay. And um, we've gone out several times, and I'm just feeling a couple of red flags. I mean, he's he's charming, he's handsome, he's a good kisser, but I really feel like he's emotionally unavailable. I do love this topic, especially for you, Simon. Our French romantic is here, and you're working in a French restaurant with a French man. <laughs> I and know. I want him to give you some input on what is going on and, and the signals that you're getting when we come back. So hang on one okay. second. Yes. We'll, we'll be back with Regina and Simon and Angie next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, still on the line with our caller, Regina, talking about the fact that, Regina, you work as a hostess in a, a, a French restaurant. Yes. And the French man and you have been having a bit of a romance. I'm I'm wondering if there has there been ooh la la. Um, yes, you can say there's been some ooh la la, and I've got something to say about that as well if you're ready for it. Okay, so the problem is that <laughs> you're getting mixed signals. I um, am. Yeah, yeah, okay. and you know, I, I feel like he gets a kick sometimes out of embarrassing me because he'll talk in French to his buddies at the restaurant, and I know it's naughty. Because I can understand some of it, and I've also okay. confirmed some of the other servers. Well, that's not but, cool, Simon. Have you been on dates with you know American girls or girls that don't speak French, and then you're speaking French to other people around her? No, never. That would be rude. Because why? That would be rude. That would be rude. I no. I see. I, I hate to say. I feel like he's kind of a narcissist. He doesn't share food either, which is something I've never encountered before. I'm like, hey, could I have a taste? No, I don't. I don't share food with anybody, not even my family. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But he's fun and he's charming and he kisses and does other things really well. Simon, what do you what do you say? He's not sharing food. He's talking behind her back in French. Okay, What's going on? So I believe because I really have one take on this that women intuition is one hundred percent right on. Uh, so which lead? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I can't defend. No, I, 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 I listen to you and I trust you. The thing is. Instead of asking why he does that, I'd like to ask you why you're still seeing him now or that you've seen all this behavior. What is it that makes you stay with such a French dude? Uh, I, he's just, he's, he's dreamy. And he's, when he's fun, he is so much fun. When he yeah. smiles, he like lights up the entire restaurant. But when he's kind of an ass, he's kind of an ass. Okay, hold on one second. We'll get back okay. to this next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You are listening to the Love Dating Romance Relationship Mm -hmm. Show tonight. And we're still on the line with our caller, Regina, in Jersey. Hi, Regina. Thanks for staying with us. Yeah, Um, guys. This is a mess. Well, so, Regina, you are a uh, hostess in a restaurant, and it's a French restaurant, and Mm -hmm. you're dating the owner or the chef? I forgot. He's actually the front of house manager, so he uh, okay the manager. The so he's kind of like he's your boss, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you are saying, hey, you know, he's great when he's great, and you know, we've had ooh la la, but at the same time, he he's speaking French behind my back. I know it. He won't share my food. He's being kind of uh, rude to her, Simon. He's and you like said rude. Okay, so let me ask: How is the time in the bedroom? Is it good with? Your Frenchman, or is it just whatever? Um, it is good with my Frenchman, um, but I, I have noticed lately that it's kind of about him right now. As long as you know he's getting his pleasure, and 
and I'm okay with that sometimes. But oh, like, is he a selfish why lover? Why do all the work? <laughs> he's always oh, selfish lover. Uh oh. Yes, but he's a great kisser. So you're just in uh. love with a kiss. He's intoxicating. Does that make sense? Yes, I mean, it makes sense, but you're, be- and- yes. you're being led by everything wrong. But go ahead, oh, Simon. Oh, I know. Oh, God, now you sound like all of my friends. But this is good. <laughs> I need to hear this. In the world intoxicating, there's the world toxic. You've been intoxicated by this oh. French dude. That's exactly what happened. Yes. yes. Oh, See, oh intoxicating God. boyfriend or girlfriend or partners are toxic people that plays into your mind and your emotions to get something out of you. A joy of life, a nula lao, whatever that is, at your expense. Mm-hmm. So with a man like this, there's two only options, I think. One, to stop playing with him, period. Or two, a total distance for a while to teach him a little lesson. But uh, my advice, I don't know what Angie will say, is get away from the toxic man. Simon, I was going to ask you, it's kind of a difficult situation because that's her boss, really. And so she has to work with him every day. So how do you back out... You know, um, you just, slowly you just, or just like just kind of you're busy. You just yeah, kind of I fade mean, away in a romantic Angie, way. I, I wouldn't do that. I would just say, you know, I'm not into it. Regina, you could just say I'm not into it anymore. And he's going to say why and pourquoi in French. And he said, oui. I just don't feel we. Oui. And I'll just say, I just I just don't feel the attraction anymore, which will kill the ego Ooh. and the narcissism. Oh, my God. I but just, do you think he'll like retaliate against me while I'm working? How so? How would he retaliate against you? Like fire you? Because that's well, he can't. He can't fire me. But right, I mean, if he, he makes can... your work life, if he makes your work environment uncomfortable because you said you're not interested in him romantically anymore, that's a completely different issue. That's like right. a legal issue. That's like an HR issue. Well, I mean, you, I would do it in the most graceful way, like Simon said. You know, hey, right. let's just like keep it professional. Uh, yeah. You know, you you do you, I'll do me. If he That's if right. he starts to retaliate, then you have a separate issue, which is not beyond our uh, you know level of expertise. Right. That's an HR That's issue. Cool. So I, I, I would agree. just you know do exactly what Simon said. He gave you great advice. I mean, this guy is yeah. He's I he's mean, loving he's loving the attention. That's what narcissists do. Ex- they, they, exactly. Yeah. You got. I know quit. everything you're saying is right. I know deep down in my soul that. It's a to- like you said, Simon. It's a toxic relationship, and if I don't get out now, I'm gonna. You're gonna get hangover. You're gonna be more than intoxicated. You're gonna wake yeah. up one morning with a, such a hangover and a headache. You will you'll say, "Oh, I wish I stopped that way before." Oh my yeah. gosh, you guys, thanks so much. I will, I will just back out of it as gracefully as I can. Yes, that's it. Thank you so much for calling us, Regina. Thank, thank, thank you, you, Regina. So Good luck much. to you. Bonne chance. All right. Merci. À bientôt. Yeah. Au revoir. Oh, wow. Now I feel left out of this whole conversation. No, you are. Is there something going on here? (laughs) Oh, come on. All right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. We just had our caller, Regina, talking about how she felt that she was dating a narcissist. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Simon... People confuse what that means. A narcissist, I think people just believe, is an egomaniac where it's a lot deeper. And, you know, Mm. while we're talking about this, of course, our producer Jill pulls up what a narcissist is. So let's talk about that and Mm -hmm. what it's like to date one. The easiest way to detect a possible narcissist is by listening to the way he or she speaks. They only talk about themselves, often exaggerated, like, oh, and I did this, and I was this, and I was that. Uh, They dominate the whole conversation. Well, I mean, and, and just a quick reminder, narcissistic come from Narcissus, the Greek mythology. Narcissus 
looked at himself in the lake and fell in love with his own image and oh. fall down into the lake and die. That's the origin of narcissistic. It's a man yeah. or a woman who falls in love with their own image themselves. That's amazing because I never even knew the backstory. Yeah. yeah. It's a very dangerous almost disease, honestly, if you have that, because you're not going to love anyone. You're in love with your image. They will never care for you. They can't. They're just yeah. into themselves. Because it's always about them. Um, another thing is the charming and romantic way of them, but it always has a catch. So it's kind of like a salesperson. Um, they use their charisma to make you feel special. They seduce you. Gifts, flirting, dinners, getaways, the ooh-la-la. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, really, what they want is for you to just think that they're the greatest person in the world. It's It's only about the way that they're being perceived. It's not about doing all these things because they're in love with you, because exactly. they want you to feel special. They don't look at you. They look through you to look at themselves. We got a couple more here, and I want to talk more about narcissists and dating one and how difficult uh-huh. that is when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, love, dating, romance, and also drama. We're talking about dating a narcissist, Not just Mm -hmm. an egomaniac, a straight-up narcissist and what that means. Um, Another thing to look out for, a lack of reliability in following through on appointments, dates, you know, breaking uh, Mm -hmm. these moments that you're supposed to be together. Uh, This is someone so self-absorbed that they need instant gratification. So they'll push you to do things, you know, in the bedroom, uh, socially, a lot of things like that that you're not comfortable with, but it's only about them and what they want. Um, you know, Angie, on the point of this, who are the most attracted to narcissists are people who are very insecure because the narcissists prey on people who are afraid of being rejected and are willing to give and give and give. Just like Regina Alaskola was keeping the relationship. But truth is, you know, all she was afraid is to be rejected or she would have get rid of him before. That's usually what narcissists prey on. People pleasers. People-pleasers can be a big target for a narcissist. If they're constantly putting someone else down, uh, the target of their negative talk includes colleagues, like people that are incompetent, their managers, they're clueless, uh, their friends are all flawed. They're the perfect one in their entire Mm -hmm. world, you know, and they're trying to convince you of that as well. So They always want to be right. Remember that. Always. No matter what. They always say, I'm right. Everybody else is lying or it's fake. They have this holy thing they think in their mind that they're always right. Exactly. All right. That's enough of the narcissist. Because it's Tuesday, Simon, and it's time for us to play uh, the Not, the so, not newlywed. so Newlywed game with right. Angie and her husband, Jason. Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. Simon puts us on the hot seat when we return on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. My relationship right now, Simon Marcel. It's all about you and your husband, Jason. Jason is with us, right? Hello. How you guys doing? Bonjour, Jason. Welcome back. Yes. Yes. On Tuesday nights, we play the not-so-newlywed game uh, Mm -hmm. where we, you know, not we, Simon, uh, delivers (laughs) questions to my husband and myself. Hopefully, it inspires conversation in your own relationships. So, let's go, Simon. And I'm nervous because I don't know what this is about. This time, I'll start by you, Angie. If you look back, what was your favorite vacation together and why? Um, uh, my personal favorite vacation that we've ever taken together was to Paris a couple of years ago. Ah, uh, well, that makes me happy. It's the first time I've ever been to Paris. And Jay, oh uh, no, Jason had been to Paris. 
but it's the first time I'd ever been to Paris, and mm-hmm. I've wanted to go my whole life. It was nice to go with someone that kind of like knew their way around. Um, and also, it's just, it's Paris. It was so romantic. And, you know, I'm all about art and fashion and food and beauty and like everything in the world like going to the louvre i cried i mean it was yes. the most uh, amazing Paris. yeah it's just, it was just yes it was so beautiful and we had such a great time until i got strep throat on the last day and then had to you know fly back on that plane with strep throat other than that it was perfect it's <laughs> the so best vacation uh jason uh, same question what's what was your favorite vacation with angie so far That one, that one easily, um, like far and away the best vacation we went on. It was, um, you know, it it was great because, you know, we stayed right across from the Louvre and and Uh it was romantic and it was sexy and and we just had like a great time of just kind of getting out and walking around and, you know, we'd stop somewhere to eat, have some drinks, Uh do a bunch Mm -hmm. of shopping. It was uh, as perfect a vacation as you could come up with. So that one... That one was easy. So now that's going to lead me to not so easy question, but mm-hmm. in the same way, Jason, oh. okay. what was your worst vacation together with Angie? <laughs> uh, this is a pretty simple one for me, but it was our honeymoon. Yes. What? I was hoping you would say that. What yeah. happened? What happened on the honeymoon? So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make light of it. It's okay to laugh, but I, I struggle with anxiety. And mm-hmm. I had never been medicated for anxiety before. And um, we were on our honeymoon, and I was fine the first couple of days, like when it was a Saturday, Sunday. But uh-huh. once we got into Monday, Tuesday, when it was days that I would normally be working, I yeah. completely freaked out. And in my mind, if I wasn't working, if it, things went well, the company was going to think, what are we having for? It went great. We should fire him. And oh if it went gosh. bad, it was going to be my fault, and they were going to fire me. So Fine. while Angie spent two days in the pool, I sat in a cabana on yes. my phone sending yes. emails and working the entire time. Yes. Is that true? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say, I'm, I'm like, he better say that, Honeymoon, because <laughs> it, it, to be to be fair to my husband, I don't think he even realized that what he was dealing with was his anxiety because yeah. it, it was anxiety on the plane. It was anxiety with work. It was anxiety with everything. So there was a time where a light bulb went off in my head mm-hmm. where I was in the pool. And I'm like, come on, come on. And he was putting the hand up while he had his phone up to his ear, hiding in the cabana, sitting on a couch, taking business calls all day. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I put on my sexy swimsuit. I look cute. <laughs> like, this is our honeymoon. We shouldn't even be out here. We should one. be in the room. And once we got to the airport to go home, I was like, babe, going to the doctor when we get back because you have anxiety. And the cool thing was he was like, you know what? I think I agree. And then our our next vacation was to Italy, which was almost as good as Paris. It was amazing, too. Was he medicated in Italy? He was medicated, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Thanks for being honest, guys. That's great. That's a great story. Thanks for being on the phone with us tonight, babe. And thanks Thanks, for playing. Thanks, Jason. Now everybody knows I have anxiety. Hey, That's right. Everybody knows we I have do, anxiety. We Who all, doesn't? We all, we all do, me included, you know? Yeah. Thanks, you guys. All right, more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Um, vacations, honeymoons that maybe got mm-hmm. ruined. Um, how does that happen? You're with your love. We were just talking about that, Simon. You asked that of my husband and, and me. 
And um, yeah, the best and the worst vacation. Shockingly, the honeymoon didn't our, go well for you guys. The honeymoon was the worst. Every other vacation since has been amazing. And our producer Jill, I have a question about that. You said mm-hmm. a lot of the honeymoon was like ruined because Jason was on his phone on the, whole, the whole time. Yeah. Well, one of our friends uh, just sent me a text and said the opposite was the problem on their honeymoon. His wife actually banned phones for the whole honeymoon. They weren't allowed to be on the phone at all. And he didn't like that? He hated it. And now they're not married anymore. I don't know if that's why, but it added stress. Would that have been better for you if it was? No. Well, the reason I was upset with um, Jason, my husband, being on the phone is because he was working the whole time. And his whole company knew he was on his honeymoon. But he just was so anxiety riddled that he felt like if he wasn't at least checking in, that you know they would forget about him and fire him. Um, but... The alternative, uh-huh. Jason and I will go out on a dinner date or something, Simon, and uh-huh. he'll be like, I'm just leaving my phone at home. I'm like, no, <laughs> like take it because it gives me anxiety. Why? If he, Well, what if something happens? What if there's an emergency? We have a, a daughter. So, what if she's trying to reach me right. and can't and needs to reach him? Like I, I'm always like thinking. And I get it. You're practical and, and you're a mom and all that. So I get it. But at the same time, let's say I would get married one day. Okay. I would be on the policy of. No cell phone from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Zero. No, nothing. Because really we lose such precious times together by sure. looking at those social media and other things that didn't really was the case when you got married seven years ago. It's just now so much. So I think we'd be good to have an 8 a.m., 8 p.m., no cell phone. I think it depends on a couple of things. Can we talk mm-hmm. about that when we come back? Yeah. Okay, more next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. The phones in your relationship. Okay, so now we're talking about vacation. You know, we brought up the fact that on my honeymoon, my husband was on the phone the whole time. It was awful. But he was working. And I like the question, can you remind everybody what you said? I said that should we or should we not, when we go either on a date or if we get married or honeymoon, should we not just put the phone down from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m.? Right, because you mean put it, it takes, down or leave it in the room or just leave it no home? access? Uh, no, no, in the room or at home. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to control that. Just the I fact couldn't. that we where's the quality time? Because the precious times that we waste looking at things when we are together instead of talking together about maybe ulala, especially on a honeymoon. How sad it would be to spend so so much time on the phone unless you're anxious and it's a different story. So I'm on the policy, Angie. I'm old school. That the less doing honeymoon, the better. And then you said you were more practical than I was. Well, I just, I think it's a lot to ask of somebody who's a parent, you know, and you're away from right. home. That's true. An, it, I mean, I'm totally cool with, we're not looking at our phones and, you know, I'm not going to be on social media. I'm not going to be like uh, checking emails, but I need to have my phone with me as a as peace of mind to know that if something's wrong with my child, that I'm right there, that I can like do okay. what I have to do in that moment. I get that. But yes, I I do love the idea of we have our phones, we know they're there just in case, but we don't yeah. ever take them out. At least for eight hours a day during the honeymoon or I'm with it's that. so important. Yes. I'm with Where's that. the romance? We need time for romance, Angie. Where is the love? Where yes, Fergie says. Fergie, your girl Fergie. Uh, we, <laughs> don't yes, I know you love Fergie. <laughs> Fergie. Um, <laughs> all right. So I want to open up the phones and we'll take some calls, maybe check a voicemail or something. What we have, 855-905-8255 when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. 
It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships. You can call us anytime at 855-905-8255. Even if we're not here, Simon, I want want people to know if they need help. We got you. Call us. Yes. And uh, that being said, we do have a voicemail that came in when we were not here that I want to get to. Um, Let's listen to the question from Tamia. Hi, Siren and Angie. Um, I'm, this is Tamia. I'm from Safety Harbor, Florida, and um, I always listen to you guys on Mix 100.7, and I'm just a huge fan of you. So, um, anyways, I have a date or dump for you. Um, mm. Okay, so I met this guy at a bar two, three weeks ago now, and um, he was really cute, and we were flirting for, like, two hours maybe, and we exchanged numbers. Nothing happened. Like, we flirted, and we joked about making out, whatever, whatever. We exchanged numbers, and we've been texting for three weeks, and it's like he's, like, ramping up on the flirtation, but he hasn't made a date with me. Like, I told him, like, are you free this night? Are you free that night? And yet he can't commit. And then he'll, like, text me at 11 p.m. at night and say, hey, meet me out here or I can come to your place. And I'm usually asleep because I have work because he didn't kind of talk to me earlier. Otherwise, Mm. I would be happy to. But Mm -hmm. I can't really wait around (laughs) all night for him to be ready to meet up with me. And so I don't know if I should hang in there and see if it happens or if I should just walk away. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, He's like super cute. And he says the right thing. So Mm. (sighs) anyways, Mm. um, I'll be listening for your thoughts on it. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you to me, Simon. You are the romantic. You are the man of this show. What does it mean when the man never sets a date, only calls late at night? It means, one, he's not interested romantically into you to start any form of relationship. He doesn't think about you much during the day. He might even have somebody else. And Mm. if he doesn't have somebody else at 11 o'clock, the only reason you hear from him, it's because he wants to ooh-la-la with you. It's what Americans call a booty call, really. So, Tamia, the thing is, you feel it, yes, and you shouldn't ask any more questions of such, let's meet then, then it has to come from him. But I don't have hope anymore. I think this guy is just uh, not really into you for anything else than that. And hope maybe that you will say yes one night to his booty text and then um, betray yourself. So, I don't know what Angie feels about it, but I think big, big red flag. So, you're saying dumb. I would not... I would say dumb big time. Okay, so I agree with you, Simon. I think it's a dump as well. I mean, they met, and there was never, ever a real date that came out of this. It's been two or three weeks of just texting, and I've, I've heard from my friends that are on dating apps that a lot of times they'll get into these apps and they'll match with someone, and it becomes a big, like, texting back and forth, but there's never really a date date established. And it's always like, hey, what are you doing at 10, 11, mm-hmm. 12 o'clock at night? Instead of, let's have a date. I want to get to know you. I don't hear any, I want to get to know you. I hear, what are you doing right now? Can you come over? And That's it. Yeah. Red flags, red light, red everything. Pump the brakes all the way. I yeah. mean... You wouldn't be calling if you didn't feel something inside that said, this is not feeling good. You're not feeling like somebody's interested in you, wants to take you out, wants to get to know you. You're feeling like someone just wants you to come over. A late night isn't date night. Angie, if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And Tamia feels it. She feels something is off. All right. Tamia, we we both say dump. Dump. Dump him, girl.
Yes, dump him and move on and insist on being courted and getting to know someone before you get those phone calls. Absolutely. All right, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. If you missed any of our love, dating, romance, relationship topics, please check out simonandangie.com. You can find our podcast there and hear back on mm-hmm. all the things we talked about. Good show tonight, Simon. Great show tonight. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We talked about signs you're dating a narcissist. That was Regina's call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the whole list up at simonandangie.com. Please check that out if you're wondering. Um, right. Also, wearing socks to bed. Is a good thing, apparently. <laughs> it improves the ooh-la-la, the weird things you wear to bed. I like and, it. Yeah, and then not-so-newlywed game that we always play, play on Tuesday nights with myself, my husband, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you asked us a question about our best and worst vacations. Shockingly, we both agreed that our worst vacation was our honeymoon because my husband was chained to his phone mm-hmm. for work the whole time. And that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said, pay more attention to your partner than your cell phone. Yes. We, I mean, and especially on a honeymoon, especially on a weekend together, especially even at a on dinner. A honeymoon. Do you well, know especially. the preparations I did to the body, to the wardrobe, to Angie, the bedroom? Angie, you look so good. You don't need oh any preparation. God. You no. look so good no. and attractive. I, you don't need uh-uh. prep. Simon, I didn't even think we would even leave the bedroom. I thought the maid would never even get a chance to change the bedding, that we would be stuck in that bed for a week, and it didn't work out that way because of the phone. Exactly. So please keep that cell phone away from your romantic life. It's in the way so many times. It is. In a lot of things in life, and you're very, very right about that. Thank you, Simon Marcel. Um, You can see all of the Simon Says on Instagram. We post them all the time. And uh, Facebook, also Twitter, Simon and Angie. Check us out there anytime. And until tomorrow, thank you so much for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.